What's going on, everybody? It's another great week of What Do You Know with Joe. Let's get to that beautiful intro. Sit down and chop it up. Let's talk about it. Well, let's ask the right question. Who's convinced? Uh, we're starting to see the mind frame stuff now. It's What Do You Know with Joe. What's going on, everybody? It's another great week of What Do You Know with Joe. As always, we've got Baxter, we've got Winnie, we've got Lindsay, and we've got the little nugget doing great. We have a great episode this week. We have NHL star, left winger for the Detroit Red Wings, Adam Ernie joining us. Adam's a great guest. He tells us all the ins and outs of the NHL, how he got there, what it takes to, you know, get to that level, what he had to do, all the different ups and downs in his uh, life to get to that point in his career. He's just an overall great guy. I am joined by my two buddies, Chris Flynn and Dean Ricken, big hockey fans. Can't wait for everyone to listen. It's a super fun episode. Adam's just a stand-up guy, a family man. It's great to hear from him. We're really excited. Uh, everyone is going to enjoy it, I think. I don't think it's something that we're going to you know, miss out on. I think everyone will get a kick out of it. Um, as the holidays are coming around around the corner, little plug, go check out Sneakerhead Golf. Use the discount Joe15. Get your loved one that hat, shirt, jacket, golf glove, golf head cover they've been looking for. And use the promo code Joe15 to get a 15% discount. Go check it out. But let's jump right into this episode. I think everyone's going to love it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of What Do You Know with Joe. Oh, wait, hang on. Right back, real quick. We want to make sure we ha- it's Adam Ernie, correct? Yep. Okay. We just wanted to make sure. Uh, Got to be professional, right? Um, all righty. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of What Do You Know with Joe. We have the great Detroit Red Wings left winger Adam Ernie joining me. Adam, thank you so much for joining. I'm joined with Chris Flynn and Dean Rickin. What's going on, fellas? Hold on, guys. How are you? What's it do? You're just gonna sit there quiet. I was gonna say you're gonna introduce yourself. What are you gonna do? Like, yeah, say what's up. But um, so we're me, very excited. So me and Flynn are really, really big hockey fans. So we're definitely mm-hmm. been looking forward to this. Also, awesome. awesome. quiet and just like, what's going on? Maybe they're yeah, all starstruck right now. That's what it is. Is Flynn actually? Flynn's at full chub right now. Um, but anyways, let's jump right into it. This is a this is an adult podcast, so we're just gonna you know have fun with it. Um. So tell us a little about your childhood, man. You were born in North Brantford, Connecticut, right? Yeah, yeah, I was born at Yale Hospital, New Haven, and uh, grew up there. Played hockey there until I was like ten, and I uh, actually just bought a house back there. So still go back there every summer. Um, it's kind of where I plan to be for for the long run. I love it there. Um, so yeah, nice, Dean. You had a question. So New Haven, Connecticut, is that the home of white clam pizza? I think it is, yeah. I mean, it's not definitely not my favorite, but I will say we by far have the best pizza in general. Okay. So you, can, you can ask Portnoy himself. What he says. <laughs> okay, true. Okay, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Also, Dean, when you raise your hand to do it, I'm just going to let you jump right in because like, that way I don't have to keep being like, oh, yes, Dean in the back. Um, yeah, damn, all right. Fun. We'll just What's the name of that place again? It's yeah. like Peppy's or something, yeah, right? Yeah, Sally's is the best. Uh, Sally's and Modern are the best, and then I would say Peppy's comes in at a third for sure. But I would say people argue Sally's and Modern. They're all within two, three minutes of each other. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check that pizza out. Definitely gonna have to check it out. So, did you have like a did you have like a favorite team growing up? Who are you rooting for? I grew up. Originally a Rangers fan because my dad was a pretty diehard Rangers fan, and then I fell in love with uh, Ovechkin, so I, you know, hopped on that train, and he was always my guy, and so I was, I was a Capitals fan, but um, I would say I was both. You know, I was more of a Rangers fan and an Ovechkin fan kind of thing. That's good. That actually bodes well for because I'm a I'm a Caps fan, and I actually almost wore the Ovechkin jersey on here. Yeah. And then Dean's a Rangers fan, so that's great. So we'll just leave Flynn out. That's fine. Um, <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> How's it feel to see him? Is, like, is, is that a Hartford jersey he's got on? Is that a Hartford? Is that, is that a Whaler? Yeah. Always oh, rocking the Whaler. He's still in. He's got a Connecticut jersey on. Yeah. All right, there we go. We can keep it going. We can keep, I, techni- I know he's a Canes guy, and that's like the throwback, right, Flynn? Is that technically what yeah. that one is? Who you yeah, got on the back of that? The and, um, 
I can't say that I, I like the Hurricane jersey more. I think the Whaler is pretty classic, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Good answer. <laughs> as you uh, kind of um, grew up cheering for Ovi, like actually being in the league with him and watching him get towards that, like, goal-scoring record, is that kind of cool? Or Yeah, it's definitely pretty wild to play against him. Um, I mean, I think it's still, like, one of those things, you know, you're sitting around in warm-ups and, you know, he's out there and he was your, you know, your childhood, uh, you know, idol. So that's pretty cool. But I think once the game starts, kind of like anything else, it's just, you know, it is what it is. But fuck them up. Yeah. <laughs> still, like, still pretty surreal. Like, you know, he's probably one of the only guys that you play against. And you're still like, damn, that's that's pretty cool because he was always like, you know, my guy. Yeah. I mean, the longevity the man has is just crazy. People always talk about Brady. I mean, that man's just like, you could argue Obi's up there too, just with, you know, length of career he's been through so many different jersey changes for the capitals he was there with the yeah, original um, i mean the man's been there for a minute um yeah. so when did you before i jump into like you know you jumping across to la out west you know yeah. playing there when did you like fall in love with i mean your dad's you said your dad was like a lifelong rangers fan was it always hockey or were there other sports you were like thinking about playing? it was always hockey i didn't play anything else besides hockey i kind of played it all year um my dad was a goalie. He played through college, and so I kind of started skating before I could really walk. Like it was just kind of, uh, you know, what he wanted me to do, and we kind of shared the love, mm-hmm. of, love of hockey through, you know, until and still, still. So, um, yeah. But yeah, it was always just hockey for me. I was never um, another sport. I, I kind of wish I did. Um, you know, looking back, I I love football now. I love watching football on Sundays and. Kind of wish I would have got into that a little bit, but maybe I wouldn't be here. So I was, was gonna say you could argue, you could argue it worked out pretty well for you. Uh, I yeah, mean, you got I mean, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. I wasn't like I wanted to, and and I was told no. It's just I just always wanted to play hockey, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. So you you moved out west in LA to play for some select teams. Tell us about what that was like moving across the country. I mean, you literally went from one point to the other, and you know what was that whole process like, especially at a young age. Yeah, it was pretty wild, but it was awesome. It was something I wanted to do. Um, I started playing with them just for tournaments because I wasn't going to move all the way out there. And then about halfway through the year, I just decided that I was going to go live out there. And um, I lived with uh, the Comrades, Eric, who's the goalie for Buffalo. Um, and you know, his older brother, Mike, is, you know, he played for a while. And um, it was an awesome time out there. It was, it was a different mm-hmm. life. We... Uh, we went to this like tennis academy for school that was like for the best tennis players in the country. And so we were able to pretty much just go online and do our schoolwork. And then we were done by like lunch. So we could go to the rink and train and everything when we were 13, 14, or just everything was hockey. So um, it was a pretty cool development uh, time. What a, what an interesting mix hockey and tennis players, you know, I'm just running that through my mind right now. It's just like, yeah, it wasn't, there wasn't like that much interaction because it was more just like everyone's trying to get their schoolwork done and then they would go do their own thing and play tennis. Right. And we would just go home and go play hockey. But um, it was more or less just like kids that couldn't go to school because they would miss so much time just for right. sport. And you know, we were traveling for tournaments and we were, crazy travel team we would go play everywhere so we would have missed so much school and it was just easier to kind of do school at our own pace and um you know get in front of it if we knew we were going to be missing two weeks or something like that you know get ahead of it um so it worked out and it was it was really good for my development yeah i think it was cardale jones or um james winston that said we didn't come here to school we came here to play and i mean i get that that you know sometimes you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do um so you know were there when you were playing in the USHL and you were kind of jumping ahead? You're playing with Indiana. Were there any? You you had mentioned you said with the Buffalo goalie. Is there any other NHL players that you kind of like bumped into or ran into or you know now maybe you play with on the Red Wings? Uh well, when I was in LA, we had Trevor Moore who's on LA. We had mm-hmm. uh, Chase DeLeo who's in Anaheim system. We had Eric obviously who's playing in Buffalo. Um, I mean, almost everybody on that team like played D one or like everyone kind of got out of there pretty well off. Um, and then when I played in USHL, we had another really good team. We had uh, Blake Coleman was on our team. Uh, Brian Ferlin was with the Bruins organization. Um, Tarasov was with San Jose's organization. We had Casey DeSmith was our goalie. 
Casey DeSmith and John Gillies actually were our goalies. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was just about to say stacked. I know. Our, our, our captain ended up being uh, North Dakota's captain for a while, Nick Matson. We were, we were a good team. Um, yeah. And I was underage too, so I was only 15, and these guys were, these guys were, you know, really good. So that was another, you know, another eye-opening experience. It was good. It was my first time playing with like, you know, grown men. Mm-hmm. And I was about to say, props to you. I mean, it kind of gives you that you have to grow up a little bit, grab that level of maturity into your game. So, just want to make sure I have this right. Did you? So, you had you probably were getting some offers, and you were probably getting some looks for the college level. And I'm sure a lot of NHL players make the decision on, you know, because there's a lot of avenues you can get to get to the NHL. You had received an offer from BU, but then decommitted to join the Q, right? Yeah, yeah. So what was that kind of like? Walk us through that process a little bit of, you know, what made you go to that decision? Was it just BU you were looking at? Were there other? I mean, makes sense why BU would be a good choice yeah. to go back to home. So I, I get all yeah. that, but walk through that process a bit. Yeah, so when I was playing in L.A., um, we – like I said, we were a pretty heavy travel team, so we went and played at some different um, like college arenas. We played at North Dakota, which I was pretty um, set on for a while. Actually, I really liked their their facilities, their coach. Um, their coach is the coach of Seattle now. Actually, um, trying to think, it was it was really I was kind of fixated on North Dakota. I really liked it, like their facilities, um, and then BU uh, wanted me to come take a visit. So my dad just said, you know, go check it out, you know, if you like it and or if, you know, you like it equally as much as North Dakota. It's BU, it's it's closer to home, maybe you like that. So I went there and I and I really liked it. Um and so I ended up committing there. At that point I was only fourteen, like I had no idea I was about the queue really, like an American kid, like I had no interest in the queue. Like I had every intention of going to to BU and then after my first year in uh, the USHL, um, Patrick Wallet called and I went up there and um, kind of really just fell in love with it. And just the idea of being 16 and playing with guys that have been drafted, um, playing almost 70 games versus playing 30 something games. Like I said, I'd played hockey year round and um, just the idea of only playing for a couple months out of the year. Um, mm-hmm. I struggled with so um, just weighing the pros and cons I was just I, I was I was comfortable throwing kind of all my eggs in one basket and, and jumping in and that's what I ended up doing yeah and real quick Flynn before you jump in because you just kind of name dropped someone who's pretty well known in the hockey community what's your relationship with like Patrick Wall like what how did he reach out to you like explain that a little bit I I'm not sure how he got maybe my information or I don't even remember if he called me first, my dad or my, my agent at the time, but I just remember, you know, getting on the phone with him and, and he wanted me to come up there and I just kind of honestly fell in love with it. Like it, I went up there with my dad and um, just seeing the hockey, the fans, the arena, it was just the closest thing to like an NHL environment that I could, you know, yeah. myself doing. And, um, USHL was okay. I didn't love it. And mm-hmm. the idea of staying there for another two years before I was able to play college. Yeah. Didn't know if I love that too. Um, like you don't see as many, you know, drafted or really if any drafted guys in the USHL. So just the competition and, and whatnot in the in juniors is just it's I mean you, it, it's risky, but you know, it depends. Yeah, it depends what you want, I guess. And um but yeah, Pat was great. You know, he's a tough Super tough coach, but I loved him. Nice. I had to ask that. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll stick out. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Flynn. That's a pretty tough recruiting pitch to turn down for sure. I don't Seriously. know if I could say no to Patrick Waugh. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he doesn't get many no's, I don't think. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. Oh. For sure. So I'm sure your parents are pretty uh, pretty sad you had to leave a little bit farther from home, right? I mean, it's kind of like everything I decided, I decided with. Yeah, my dad, my parents, like it was kind of a, a group thing. It was like, you know, at the end of the day, like they let me make, um, you know, my own decisions. But, um, you know, I always kind of went with, you know, whatever they, whatever they were leaning towards, you know, they always led me right. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. I so got, tell us a little bit about juniors. Go ahead, Jeff. No, no, I was going to say I love family connection, but yeah. Yeah, no, juniors was great. 
Um, I actually lived with Pat for the first couple months. Um, I was there. His son, uh, Freddie, was on the team. He was uh, an overage 20-year-old when I was 16, and we became, like, best buddies. And um, it's actually how I met my wife. So his, my wife's mom was dating Pat for, like, 12 or 13 years. So when I was living with him, like, she was at the house. That's how I ended up meeting her. And then once I ended up moving out, getting a billet family, um, we ended up dating after that. So, yeah. There's a connection there. Was Patrick invited to the wedding? Uh, we didn't actually. So we actually got married like on our own in Tampa, and then we just threw a party. Oh, we just threw a party uh, for everybody in the summer. But no, he was. Uh, he did not come. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, we did. We actually did like a completely hockey-free wedding. Like, That's we fun. Did, I respect that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like one or the other. Like, I just feel like if you're inviting everybody from hockey, it's just like. You're bringing work in, and I just I just did all my buddies and family, and that's what's up. Super casual, yeah. Still pretty cool though. So when did you know you were gonna make the jump to the pros? I mean, I guess it. You know, when I decided I was gonna go play juniors, that was kind of me putting all my eggs in you know one basket and giving it everything. So I mean, at that point, you know, at that point, you're kind of all in. Yeah, I think you absolutely kind of crushed it. I remember looking at your stat line uh, last week, and I guess in your last year you scored 40-some goals, and you had yeah. a, a hell of a team with you, and y'all made a deep run to the uh, the finals in the queue, right? We did, yeah. We lost in game seven, double overtime. Yeah, tough. Call. Yeah, I did, didn't want to bring back any of those bad feelings. Yeah, but, yeah. No, it's okay. Yeah, they called a penalty in double overtime, and they scored on the power play, but – we were hosting the uh, Memorial Cup, so we still ended up getting to go. So that was pretty cool. But, um, you know, I think we were happy that, you know, we kind of, like, I guess, earned our way to the Memorial Cup because, you know, you see a lot of teams get knocked out early and then they mm-hmm. go in and they do well or they win and, you know, they really lost in playoffs. But I think we took a lot of pride in the fact that, you know, we kind of, you know, we didn't win the league, but we got pretty damn close. Yeah, it looked like a great season. Um, yeah. So uh, can you kind of like for our viewers who don't exactly know your style of play, can you kind of break that down for them? Yeah, sure. I mean, I I guess I would put myself in the power forward category. Um, You know, I'm so far been used up and down the lineup from first line, second line, third line, fourth line. Um, But yeah, I guess just an overall, what you think of when you think of a power forward would probably describe me best, I would say. Gotcha. I was gonna say, I, I hope our listeners do some research after that, and also, or maybe go hop on Chell and like be like, "Oh, I'm gonna be a power forward." Um, <laughs> so, uh, like you and I, especially like I think all of us around the same age, um, you manage, you know, like you said, your work with school or your not school, your work, your life, your family, and you know, you have several kids. Um, you know, that's a lot of responsibility. Do you find yourself handling it well? Do you find you have a good support system? I'm I'm actually a soon to be father too, so I'm curious to see oh, how. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm curious to see how you know that all, how how you manage it all, really. Yeah, I think from the outside perspective, it probably seems like a lot, and it, and it is. But I think for me, my kid, coming home to my kids is like such a good balance. Like I used to, you know, if you have a bad day at the rank, you come home, it just sticks with you, and it just. It's all you think about, but like now when I come home, it's like hockey is the last thing I think about. Like I'm just, no matter how bad of a game or how bad of a day, like you come home and it's like they're smiling, they're having fun. It's all you really care about. Like honestly, it just makes it easier for me. Just gives me like something to do away from the rink that's just not hockey. And um, like we, I guess like we talked about before, like since I can remember, my life has been hockey, 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 and um, Mm -hmm. I've got into golf and all that stuff. But it's like nothing's really t- taken my uh, like mind away from the game, like just time with the kids and time with the family. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to dive into your golf game towards the end because uh, we've got some questions and uh, yeah. definitely, you know, definitely have to you know, maybe get you on the course. Um, but you've been a part of some you know, really great teams and you've been a part of some, as you mentioned, even growing like you know, in the U.S., which I've been around some cool um, you know, players. Are there any, you know, stories that stick out in your head from, you know, these past, from either, you know, in the NHL or, you know, in the past or maybe with Pat um, that really, you know, gave you some advice or really that kind of, 
you know, helped you maybe get to where you are now that stuck with you a little bit? Yeah, I think Pat was probably like my first coach that was like super, super tough. And you kind of figure out, you're at that age and you kind of figure out which way, you know, you're going to be coached. And like, it seemed like I just responded well to like when he got pissed off, like, unfortunately. Like some guys, I guess he knew, you know, okay, I can't yell at him. Uh, he's not the guy to do that to. But like, I was just the guy, like if he got pissed off and got in my face, like I played better. So he was, he was always tough on me and like I didn't uh, necessarily understand that at the time. Like I remember being 16, 17, calling my dad and saying like, what the, what's going on? Like this guy's doing the same thing and I, he doesn't say a word. Right. And you know, being a dad, he always had the, you know, the perspective and he's like, well, it's better. He's, you know, better than not saying anything to you and he cares and all this stuff. But yeah, he was, he was just always, it was always something. It was, Always something with them. Like you don't, <laughs> you just don't lose. Like if you lose, we play. Got to cut something. I mean, yeah. Like, I remember playing in Gatineau when we were losing, and I don't know. Like I mean, he just he just didn't accept losing ever. And he came in after the second period. We were down, and he's like, "If you guys lose this game tomorrow, you're mine." And I said, "Oh shit!" <laughs> we did not mean? win that game. We did not win that game. We had to run all the stairs in the rink like for an hour at least. Got on the ice, and so we're doing like suicides. We're dying, and then he had us doing like some bagger shootout drill, a shooting drill, and I ended up just shattering the glass with a puck. And so, <laughs> like, clean it up it was the only break we got for like three hours. But it was a tough. <laughs> that one I won't forget. Oh, that's a geek. <laughs> just yeah. shaking, just like ripping it. And every, honestly, everyone yeah. probably just everyone's probably just like, thank God, Adam, we actually needed that. Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, he was tough. Like we had to run the stairs in the rink, like up, down, over, up, down, over every practice before every practice. And then like after almost every practice, we had multiple like suicides. Every every practice. We were the we were the most in shape team. I was about to say, well conditioned. By far, yeah. <laughs> like you just you didn't lose with him, and and you learned to care about winning. And um, you know, I think once you deal with that, it's like kind of sets you up to prepare you for kind of any coach that you are going to face from there on out. Yeah, I, I think it's crazy how much a big deal coaching can make. So, like, if you're comparing to like John Cooper, like, what were you seeing? in you know john cooper's style of coaching because he's he's so yeah, pretty, pretty like coop was pretty hands-off like he didn't really run the meetings wasn't even on the ice for all like the morning skates and stuff like it was pretty he was pretty laid back casual um i mean the players we had there was only so much so much to be said so um especially the last year i was there we had like 120 points like there was only so much to like to say and do and then it was just different going to go into detroit to a team that's like at the bottom and it's just i was not used to that that was that was tough year um so it was just kind of a change of coaching change of going from the top of the league to the bottom of the league um but it was good i mean like like anything else it's like you just learn to deal with it and you learn to appreciate winning a lot more when, when you're not. So, um, you know, hopefully with, you know, the team that we have right now and the guys that were there when we weren't very good, just going to feel that much better when, you know, hopefully we do make the playoffs or make a little run at it. Who are some of your closest buddies on the team right now? Honestly, I'm sure you hear this like pretty cliche, but honestly our team is like super close. I guess this is, this year is probably the closest group we've had. Um, but I'd say like my best buddy is probably Rasmussen. Um, I hang out with him a lot. Joe Bueno. Um, play cards on the plane with like Larkin and Bertuzzi. Like we, we kind of hang out with everybody, honestly. Like mm -hmm. um, it's just one of those teams. Like you know, when I was in Tampa, we kind of had like dinner groups. Like who you go to dinner with, and like it seems like you know every every night someone different group, different crew, and it's been super fun. Yeah. What was like, like your? Go ahead, dude. Oh. 
I was I was gonna say, what's what was your initial impression of Moritz Cider? Cider <laughs> is a different different kid. Like he's super funny, and I love him. And um, I think like exactly what you see is exactly what you get. Like the impression that you guys probably have him is the exact same one that I have. Like he's he's always smiling, always positive, and um, he's definitely a competitor. He's a he's a big boy, so uh, he's got a big bright future for sure. Definitely a big boy. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, y'all are pretty much a very young team, right? So I mean, it kind of makes it easier when you're when you're all young in the same boat, right? To hang out. And do yeah, things. for sure. I think yeah, I think we added some like much needed uh, veterans that have that have won, and um, we got a few of those guys from St. Louis that have won a couple cups, and um, you know, those guys have been a big part of our locker room, and just not letting things slip and slide and, um, you know, if we lose a game, you just, you know, just not letting it pile up and uh, just always getting back on track. Yeah, that's great. What do, you, what do you think needs to happen uh, to where you all need to take that next step? What can you all work on to get better? Yeah, I think, I think we're on the way. I think we just got to be consistent with what we're doing. I mean, right now we're a playoff team, I think. So, um, you know, if we can keep, you know, just like I said, just, you know, you can't let the losses pile up. Like, you're not going to win every single night. But, um, you know, we did a good job of winning the road trip after a tough start to it. And then, you know, we have a two-week homestand, I think. So, you know, I think these are going to be some pretty big points for us coming up. I don't know if you can hear these kids in the background, but apologize if you can. There's, she's dealing totally with it right now. Totally get it. Hey, it's all. It kind of gives me a little insight of what my life's gonna be like in a couple months. So it's all. It's all. More girl. It's gonna be a little girl. Good for you. I, <laughs> I, was, I was honestly so disappointed when I found out I was having a girl. But after oh, really? having a girl, after having a girl, I said I don't care if I have all girls. Like it was really. Like, honestly, girls are the best. Like I luckily I had a, my second one was a boy and the third one's a girl, and we're mm -hmm. done now. But oh, um. All done, but uh, <laughs> you know, girls are the best, man. Like, okay, that's cuddle, good. They cuddle, they hang out. Like, to boys, mm -hmm. they just don't stop. Like, oh, okay, for, so, so I'm gonna go tell my year, I'm gonna go tell my a year and a bit to like sit down and watch TV show with them. Like, literally, at yeah. all. Like, he just buzz, 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 like, wouldn't sit down. Yeah, and like, my daughter, she'll just cuddle up and for an hour, two hours, just watch TV. That's what I like to hear. That's what I'm gonna need, especially like down the road if we're just hanging, watching some, watching some games, or doing something. I'm, I'm gonna go tell my wife that right after this. Be like, hey, I heard we're all in the clear. Girls are easy. <laughs> I'm sure they're easy until they're, until they're not. But right, I was about to say, there's probably an age when it's like, damn it, what were you? What like go back to when you were a little bit younger. <laughs> you just look at girls like differently after you have a girl. Like I'm sure, like a, there's like a three year old girl, last game in Columbus. Still had a pacifier up on the glass and warm ups. Just had a little sign that says, If I get a stick, I get to go to Disneyland. So I like wrote on the stick, I was like, Have fun at Disneyland. Gave it to her. You just made this kid in his family's dream, Adam. Look at you. Those little girls just change, just change your whole perspective, man. Little boys are like, There's little shits, you know? Like, they just, <laughs> like, you put, so I don't care if he plays hockey or not. And like, of course, all he yeah. does is carry around a little hockey stick. He put it through the or living room TV already. Like he's won, <laughs> and he's gone Damn. through a TV. He's beaten my car with it. Like he just, he's Damn. just a mess. But uh, <laughs> and he's only one. He's only one. He's gonna turn two next month. So, congratulations. That's well, awesome. Boys yeah. are always buzzing. It sounds like. <laughs> What's that? I said the boys are always buzzing. That's just that's the way it it's is. fun though. Like, I can't sit still either. Like true. So he'll give me something to do when. Right. I need something to do, but like, he's a lot. When there's you know, times where you're just like, yo, bud, calm down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Flynn, you got next? Yeah, sure. I mean, we can keep it light for now. Um, yeah. So I know that NHL players always going to be like tip top shape and all that. But um, yeah. my, my roommate and I were actually talking, and he's from Detroit. And he brought up a question he wanted me to ask you. He says, Have you heard of American Coney Island and Lafayette Coney Island? I've heard of Coney Island just because they have them here in Detroit, but it's the only place I've seen them. And I honestly don't know if I've tried. It's the hot dogs, right? 
yeah yeah he says that some family started up uh one of them and they had a fracturing and one went the other way and they started them both and it's just a huge detroit debate about which one's better i honestly haven't had it like i've not got into the coney island stuff i wish i had a better answer for you but i've definitely seen i don't even know which one it is but there's one like kind of close to where i live for sure chris i wonder if that's in ties to the uh to the new york coney island Coney Island, you know, in the hot dog. Yeah. Is that like Nathan's though? Is that is that like the yeah, it is Nathan's? Yeah. I want yeah, we gotta get a go ahead. I've had Nathan's, but I haven't had Yeah, we're well, gonna have to get the all want to know what you prefer. So go after after we're done with the call, <laughs> hang up, drive into the city, <laughs> try it out. The kids will love it. Yeah, it'll be great. Okay, so, so thank us for the do you uh do you want to explain to Eisman why I'm slow tomorrow? Yep. I'm sorry. Are you gonna to want to explain to Iserman why I'm slow? Because I had three hot dogs today. You can blame Chris. I don't think I like to have that responsibility, that burden. Um, you to let down the <laughs> You do not want that. All right. So, so first impressions of Stevie Y. <laughs> he's honestly like I like him a lot. Like he gets, he gets a different rap because he's like, he's pretty. Especially when I was in Tampa, like he's pretty behind the scenes. Like. He's almost like a ghost, like you never see him. And then he's a pretty serious dude. But um, when I got here, he was a lot more like hands-on because we weren't nearly as good. Mm-hmm. But it's been really different, actually. He's, he's always around, always talking to guys, giving advice or whatever whatever is on his mind, honestly. Um, but he's a super straightforward, honest guy. Like you always know where you stand. And I appreciate that out of him. So, um He's the only GM I've ever had, so um, yeah, no, he's always been good to me, and I, I appreciate him a lot. Just a little quick insight, also. Uh, Flynn lives in uh, Charlotte, so if you ever need to like find him and also blame him on first the, for the hot dog stuff, you can. Yeah, where 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 are the other two you guys from? Uh, I'm from New York City. Okay, I'm outside of DC in uh, like uh, Loudoun County, Virginia. So you guys as buddies? Yeah, yeah, we all went to uh, school together down at ECU. Um, we're all fraternity brothers, and uh, yeah, we've remained close over the years. Yeah, just it's been good. And, and when I was setting this all up, uh, speaking with Chris and everything, like whenever, whenever I get an interview with you know whoever, I wish you a message yeah. to the boys and like, hey, like if you're interested in joining. And as soon as they yeah. found out to a hockey player, they're both of them were just like, uh, yeah, we're we're kind of interested. We, we'd we'd love to come on. So yeah, there. Is that uh, Carolina? Me. No, you say ECU. Yeah, yeah, East, yeah, yeah. East Carolina, yeah, yeah. down Carolina. in Greenville, outside of outside of Raleigh. Greenville Swamp Rabbits. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I don't know that there is that. That might be. Is that South Carolina? Maybe, but mm-hmm. uh, definitely. So what? That's an East Coast Hockey League team, right? Greenville I, I, Swamp Rabbits. Yeah. Uh, yep. Definitely gonna have to get a jersey of that for sure because that is a dope name. Um, that is fantastic. Uh, but um, over like the you know, it's speaking back, getting getting back on topic here because yeah. about to jump back off topic. I know this is gonna be a lot of fun towards the end. Um, over the like the first few weeks of the season, you guys have had like you mentioned, you've had a really really good start. I think like you you specifically, you've had like six point seven games. What do you think a little bit of that formula is? What do you think's you know played into that a little bit? I mean, I think it's one of those things, like, when the team's doing good, like, everyone's doing good. That's kind of how it was in Tampa, too. Like, if you're winning, you're scoring goals, and and everyone's playing well. Um, and that just seems like kind of what it's been. It seems like everybody's kind of bought into our new coach and the new systems, and uh, I think it just makes it easier on everybody, honestly. Like, you know, you look at, you know, it seems, like, super easy to say, but, you know, you look at the teams that are winning versus teams that are losing, like, those those guys that are winning are having, you know, more points up and down their lineup. Um, and, you know, I, I feel good. I had a good summer, um, good summer of training. And, you know, I just feel like it's paying off, which feels good. That's solid. That's solid. Great to hear that. Yeah. Flynn, I know you had one about I, – I, I'm curious to hear your answer after this, Adam, especially because, yeah. like, just to like, you know, it's one of those good questions. Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh... – Everybody talks about like what you're welcome in the moment league was. Um, first of all, I want to hear what yours was. But second, the follow up was going to be: Do you think you've ever given somebody their welcome to the league moment, catching them, you know, 
with a good hit or something? Um, my welcome to the league moment. I don't like. I guess going back to the Ovechkin thing, like I didn't play him that far into like my first couple games. Like, I feel like I played him a couple games in. Like that was pretty, pretty cool for me. Like my first game was at home in Tampa against Winnipeg, so I got to play like Buffalo and those guys. But like, like I said, nobody really did it for me like Ovechkin. So I think my first game against him was probably like my welcome to the to welcome the, to the fucking show. Yeah, he was really the only one that like did it for me at the time. Like, I was just so invested in him as a kid and yeah. everything he did, and so that was super cool for me. Um, well, I don't know if I've given anybody that. I guess, I guess we'd have to. I don't know. It's tough to say. I mean, I've given plenty of big hits, but I don't think it's been on, you know, too many young guys. Um, have you hit Ovi? Yeah, he's 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 a beast. I can't imagine it's easy to take Ovi down. I, the guy seems like he's pretty tenacious too. Oh, like yeah, if he wants to come for you, he's coming. He yeah. throws the weight around. He does. It's <laughs> <laughs> a statement yeah. in itself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does throw the weight around. Sometimes it's better to let him sleep if he's sleeping. Sometimes you know, rather than poke the bear. Sixty-two forty. It's tough to slow down. No, yeah, that's a that's a built human being that's fucking gigantic um outside of yourself obviously you know and and we've talked about Ovi. you could argue he is having a pretty historic career um but who who are maybe some like maybe like your top two or three players right now that you're looking around or maybe even on your own team you know that are going to have some pretty good careers down the road for sure um i mean obviously like mcdavid's insane i think he's actually changed my like i used to say probably two three years ago like i thought i was always a big mckinnon like i grew up playing with him since i was 12 13 when he was at shattuck and he was always Damn. he was always good like he was never the best and then when we went to the queue like he just came out of nowhere and he was head and shoulders above everybody and then i always felt like he was just so dynamic and can play both ends of the ice and Kind of like Ovechkin, like when he wants to, there's really like nobody stopping him. But I think at this point, there's kind of no denying like what McDavid's doing. He's kind of making a joke of the league, and um, the points he can put up is just like you can't like you can't deny it after, year after year when he's putting up these numbers. Um, so he's you know he's kind of swayed my vote, I guess, um, as far as you know who's the top guy in the league. Um. I mean, Cider's just one of those guys that, you know, I think he's going to be really good, solid defender. Like, I, he's he's going to he's gonna contribute offensively, I think, but I think people will underestimate what he's going to be able to do defensively as he, you know, grows into himself and into the NHL. And I mean, he's still so young. Like, he's still so big and, and heavy at such a young age. And I think that he's just going to be dominant. Like, he might not be a Makar who's putting up 80, 90 points a year, but that's not going to be his value. You know, he's going to, you know, he's going to put up points for sure. He, he can run a power play one and, and, and almost like a headman, you know, like he's just dominant all over the ice. Like, even though, you know, he does contribute offensively, I think you ask his teammates and it's like, yeah, no one's beating that guy. Like when he's on the ice, like yeah. pretty, pretty secure, you know? So I think he's going to be a really well-rounded defenseman. The Great Wall. Um, are there any like refs? And this is kind of like a, I know this may be a tougher question to answer potentially because you don't want to, you know, yeah. slight yourself when you get back on the court. God forbid they listen to this episode um, or on the ice. Um, are there any refs like you know when you take the ice they'll either call certain penalties or maybe like you have like you know you have to alter your style or are there some refs that are just like let him fucking play and you're like all right I'm glad we got Chuck on the ice he's gonna fucking let me go after it. Yeah, um, that's a tough question. I, it's like we get different refs all the time. Like it's sometimes like they give you an early warning about something, and like you just know it's coming. Like mm. you just know, like this guy's just looking for something. But like I think sometimes for me, like the most annoying thing is sometimes like when the line's been 
like get way too involved in like the face offs and kicking guys out and it's like just drop the puck like like they have a job to do and I get that but like I think for me like sometimes it's just like yeah let's fucking play let's play hockey exactly exactly and um like when the season ends you know players take a bunch of time to relax you know chill out um you know what do you do i mean i'm sure like you i think you hinted a little bit at it especially when you come home and it seems as though you do definitely like to get away what are some things you know you do to get away and relax you know off the ice golf is a big one for me i played i used to play a lot more than i do now with the kids and whatnot um makes sense yeah like it's tough sometimes for golf because like i usually go skate and train in the morning and then i'm like done by like lunchtime but all my buddies are working so then when they get out at like 4 35 o'clock and want to go golf by picking up my kids yeah so it's kind of opposite we're kind of on opposites right now um i'm pretty big into roller hockey right now okay yeah that's cool yeah i've been playing three or four years now um we've been playing the biggest tournaments and um we won uh the last two years we won the nationals in for in, in uh, tampa so um it's been so much fun like i think it's it's a good tool for like i wish i knew about it when i was a kid like i had no idea True. um i think it's such a good like development thing it's it's a game of possession. Like, there's no offsides, no icing. And it's four on four. Okay. So it's like all possession. Like, it's imagine like three on three overtime, but like for a whole game almost. Damn. So it's like, that's kind of fun. Like, yeah. It's so much fun. And like, there's a lot of guys that play. Like, I was just about to ask that. Uh, the kid, Tyler Spezia, he's, he's on Grand Rapids. He plays, he's going to play with us this summer. Um, Maroon was playing. Um, I know Hagel was going to play with them, but he didn't end up playing with them. Um, I know Bunieves plays. Um, there's a good amount of guys that, that play. I know uh, Bedard is a big roller guy. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You should uh, you should try and make an appearance at one of those Chicklets Cups things that they do. They're getting really into the roller. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were into ball hockey for a while, like without the blades. And I think last summer was the first summer they did the uh, roller hockey. So mm-hmm. definitely, definitely interested. I know we had a, I think we had a tournament like during that. So mm-hmm. hopefully, if, if that tournament gets bigger, it'd be, it'd be good. I mean, we have guys that play like full seasons over in Italy and France, that's and cool. like yeah, that's their full time gig. It's their job. Like, they played. Um, it was like the world games or something like that. Like, uh, it's almost like all the sports that are not in the Olympics that like have a chance to be in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Right. So a few of our guys played for USA, which is pretty cool. And they ended up winning the gold medal. So that's dope. Yeah. It's bigger than like, bigger than people think. Like it's, it's super. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say that sounds, that sounds good. It also sounds like you got a bunch of competitive dudes just going after it as well. Uh, yeah. And it's like a mix cool. of it's a mix of um, like guys that have played roller their whole life, and then like ice guys. Like the roll the, the roller guys are like they play that whole possession game, and then we play a little bit more of like a run gun game. So it's like kind of contrast of games. Um, a little bit of this, a little that. Yeah, and the Vegas Knights owner actually owns one of the one of the teams. Um, so he he's got like a rink at their at his house, and like they all go use that and. Paying for all their stuff. I mean, it's pretty. It's a pretty big deal. Like, we're um, yeah. Car Shield is like our sponsors. Like they, you know, pay for all the flights and hotels and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's that's pretty, dope. Yeah, it's pretty big. Damn, it's, it's like one of those. Sports, that's one of those sports. It sounds like you gotta like people should know more about for sure. Oh yeah, like it's it's super fun, and I hope it grows because I do think it's like good for kids growing up to just get off the ice and do something different. And honestly, it's, yeah. It's almost like being able to go back and play minor hockey again. You know, you play two, three games a day and you know, hang out with the guys. And at the same time, you're still, you know, being able to train and get better kind of thing. Flynn, I saw you raise your celebration. hand. What's that? That was the championship celebration. It was good. We won We won the last two years. So if we win this year, we'd be the first team to ever win it three years in a row. So three feet. We're going for it. Yeah. No, Is it's there like fun. a cup like is there like a cup, like Stanley Cup, or is there kind of like? Yeah, a, we got a what, cup. I don't know what they did with the cup uh, last time. I, we broke it, but uh, <laughs> job well done. 
Yeah, it was broken <laughs> for a while. It was <laughs> with a pool in Florida, but <laughs> did, it, did it even make it to the first night of celebrations, or was it just gone? I want, it made it back somehow. I think in a couple pieces, but it made it back. <laughs> Um, at least you can all share it at that point right exactly (laughs) everyone gets a little bit yeah uh flynn i know you you added this question but i'm I'm curious to know it so like part of the and these boys i know they get after and i actually one of the like olympic guys i just talked to he's a big advocate uh you know with your time away from stuff does he give you enough time to do things like play the new call of duty or something like that or is it just is your i'm a fortnite guy okay all right respect Mm -hmm. I respect that. Just so basically, when I didn't even own an Xbox until COVID started, okay, and then all of a sudden we had eight months, and it just seemed like every all my buddies just my my place was the place to like be, and Mm -hmm. so we had started playing like a little bit of Madden, like me and my buddies. So we would get in like wars because we had like you know the the one TV, and we would come over and split. So. I ended up buying another TV and we put them like back to back. So there was no more arguing. <laughs> That's actually so then, I do that. Then, I, then we had another buddy come over and he was like playing Fortnite. I'm like, what are you, you're such a loser. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then, he, then, my, then my sister started playing with him. And I was like, it was like three in the morning. I went downstairs to go get something. And they're like, still playing. I'm like, what the f- are you guys doing? Like, sounds about right. So I'm like, give me the remote. So like, I'm trying to, figure out how to play on like getting so mad go to bed wake up the next day and like then i was hooked like and now yeah. i just love it and i think more than the game it's like it's fun to like get on with your buddies and just like yeah kind of shoot the shit and and just talk about whatever for an hour like you're not gonna hop on the i'm not gonna call my buddy for an hour and just talk about nothing but like when you're playing video games just a good time to like catch up and get a few of you guys on there and just have fun exactly I think everyone here can agree with that statement. And honestly, speaking of Fortnite, I'll never forget when like Fortnite first dropped. I think we were all in school, and like that was like the first time. Like like you said, it's like you're just jamming out, and you're like, I want to figure out how this fucking game. And you're like, Well, I already made it to four a.m. Might as well just keep going all the way through. That's this. it. Might as well just push this day and keep it going because you know I got to get better at this until some fucking thirteen year old has been playing it for a long time and just domes me from across the map. Oh yeah, that's what I say. Like my buddies. Would be like, oh, how's it going? I'm like, oh, the kids are on. The kids are home from school. They're on. Like, <laughs> they're fucking killing it, <laughs> and they're just spamming me, and I can't fucking take it anymore. <laughs> I think I was too late for Call of Duty. Like by the time I tried to play it like once or twice, mm-hmm. like, these guys are just way too good. Like, no, it's it's a wrap. It's you get on sometimes, and you'll learn very quick. I feel like Dean and Flynn, you could probably attest to it a little bit more when you first. You can get it. You can figure out very quickly. You know what kind of what kind of group you're in, and what kind of like yeah. if if you're just about to get worked the entire time. Oh yeah, um, kind of what Fortnite, was, was, Fortnite was kind of like in college, like everybody would get together. It was like a social thing. Like, yeah. oh my god, like he's about to get a dub, and everybody's starting to get wild. There's three people left, and then you get it, and you're the man. Oh, I'll yeah. never, it'll, it'll, I'll never forget. I was at, I forget where I was. It was either at school or back home, and like I was about to go out into DC, and I came back and like went to some dude's house, and people are like pregame whenever. And I see kids like handing off the controller and in between, like people would just be playing a game, trying to cop a dub before going downtown. And I was like, so this is just the thing now. This is just what we do. We just yeah. try to cop a dub, take a shot, and then keep going back in a circle. Just this is what we're going to have to do right now. Oh, yes. It's a hell of a lot of fun. Um, like, no, no, no. Go ahead. No, I, I, all the Fortnite talk we can get, hit it. No, yeah. I mean, no, like I said, <laughs> for me, it's just like, just buddies that like, I love to keep in touch with like I just don't hop on the phone and call and like that's just our way of mm-hmm. you know like even like my best buddy like I just you know nowadays you just text and whatever right. like even if it's 30 minutes here and there like it's just it's just enough you know right 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 exactly it's a good way to catch up quick yeah. little tip do you ever do you stay away from games like chell like do you like yeah. do you stay with we have guys that love it like before okay. we traded domesticom like he was you know he still is one of, one of my best buddies i love him he's like a top he plays with like the his team and he's like a top three team in the world damn wow yeah. i was yeah. about to say get that edge he's got that edge. Yeah. He's, we have he's, guys guys bring um like a, the xbox on the plane like they'll, they'll play each other on the plane like yeah they like yeah. to like that's just, that's just a me thing i just yeah, I don't even watch hockey. I just play. I get that. 
Uh, I, I was going to say, I I spoke to Dwayne Harris, like he's an NFL pro bowler, and he was like, I don't fuck with Madden. Like, I don't want, I was like, you never want to play like with yourself. And he was like, no, nah, I don't, I don't want to do that shit. <laughs> and so I get that. I get that. Like, I totally understand it. Um, one of the things about this show that I love doing, um, and I think you've brought up a lot of good ones is just like educating myself and others about, you know, things that, like you mentioned, like roller hockey, getting more recognition, things like that. Are there any other, you know, topics or, you know, interest or maybe even charities or something like that on top of like, you know, it could even be another sport you're into, like that you wish more people knew about or something that, you know, is close to you that, you know, you want to raise awareness for or something like that. Nothing crazy. I mean, so like, uh, I think it's like last, the end of last season, like my agency hired, um, like, um, I don't even know what you would call it. I guess it's like a sports marketing department. Um, and she asked me if I wanted to be like the first one to start doing some branding for my own, for myself. Um, and so I thought about it for a while and I was like, what am I going to do? Like, yeah, I'm not a big social media guy, like whatever. So originally I was like, probably not, I'm not going to do it. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, I think it's a good opportunity for, for me to like go back when I was a kid and be like, okay, like, what did I have no access to that I wanted would have died to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I started trying to capture as much like video and be more engaging with, with fans and podcasts. Um, I don't know if you've seen my Instagram or whatnot, but I'm, I'm kind of trying to build like my own brand and, and basically what I'm doing is I'm just trying to create videos of stuff that I would have wanted to see. So like we're working on one, I think, I'm not even sure. I think she just texts me. Like, honestly, just texts me. It might go out today. It's like, you know, a game day routine. It's like, you know, okay, so here's, you know, we wake up on the road. This is what we do. We go to the rink. Here's some video from the rink. It's what it looks like from down on the bench. Here's what the locker room looks like, um, you know. And I try to, on Twitter, post some questions like, you know, what do you guys want to see? And like, That's cool. Yeah, so it's it's been pretty cool. Like it's been pretty cool to be engaging and and just create what people want to see. Like I could imagine when I was like 12, 13 if if somebody was doing what I'm doing, I would have been all over it like, you know, how do you tape your stick or why do you like your skate sharpened a certain way or you know, what's the difference in different skate sharpenings or why do guys like different flexes on their stick or you know, what's it like on the plane? What's it like on the road and it's it's like a it's a cool way to like engage but at the same time like try to create some 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 revenue and and just create connections for you know when you're done hockey so i'm trying to everybody keeps asking me for for apparel and i only have like enough i only have like a, actually i have this hoodie with the logo on oh, that's but, dope. but that's yeah so i got the a and then the e and then the seven and seven oh, i see it yeah I, I don't know if it's backwards. It might be backwards for you guys, but no, no, no I got it. I got it. I see the E. So we made that, and I wasn't gonna do that. Like that really wasn't my intention. But like everyone was like, "When are you coming out with the apparel? When are you coming out with the apparel?" I'm like, so we started. We're starting to work on it. People have been asking for it, but mm-hmm. um, I think like our main goal was just like just grow hockey. Like, yeah, you look at like, how much money like other sports bring in. And what they're doing on social media just being so much more engaging like you know hopefully people can see you know guys can see what i'm doing and you know just create stuff for more people to get interested in hockey like it's a super expensive sport and um you know kids i'm sure that want to play can't necessarily play but you know the more that i can get the interest of the game growing and you know good for everybody yeah dean what you got I think like as a fan, like I know I personally like to see kind of the day in the life stuff that you talked about. And like as a Rangers fan, I love like seeing a video clip of like Revo passing around the microphone in the locker yeah. room, like asking stupid questions. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a really good idea. It's, I think it's more about like drawing the personalities out of the players because when we're sitting there watching the hockey game, we get the same interviews you know, pucks yeah. didn't leave, but just a lot of like cliches. But Absolutely. you know, I I live off those like little clips where Revo's asking someone what his favorite, you know, yeah, food dishes. No, hundred percent. Like that's that's kind of what we're going at. But sometimes I like you run into the issue of like, 
okay, where's the like where's the line? Like how much how much cameras do you really want in the locker room? Yeah. How many yeah. how many guys really want to be bothered with it? Like not that it's like bothersome, but it's like Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like so sometimes it's tough. Like so when I do like the on the road stuff, it's like doesn't look like there's that much of like the guys, but like I don't really want to go in the locker room. Like as close as I am with everybody, I don't really <laughs> want to go in the locker room and be like, hey guys, like show everybody what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so like I try to get like as much as I possibly can without bringing things in like distractions and stuff. So a lot of the stuff so far has been more me, but like you said, like that's that's good stuff. Like you know, when you said bring the bring the mic around, ask the guys. Like that's what I like put a tweets out i'm like what do you guys want to see like i just go off everybody's ideas like mm-hmm. whatever whatever people want to see that i like is a good idea like that's what, I, that's what i roll with so um you know it's not for me it's for everybody else to see so it's been I fun you, i don't even know if it's up might be up i think uh, you mentioned a good point it's hard to like walk that fine line of like because i know the locker room is its own like while everyone wants to see into it it, it, it really is its own like kind of like you know yeah. area because you want to keep that kind of like potentially private but at the same time too yeah like sharing that kind of information sharing it it's like you know you you can see kind of like the inside of what is in there so like it's definitely a fine line i could definitely i see the potential being like you know something you gotta heartily walk on but at the same time wow it's hugely beneficial yeah so i just like i post like little teasers on the instagram reels and then um we're on a uh, platform called recast i think a lot of the like golfers and it's, it's kind of up and coming but they have all the rights to like NHL stuff for, for certain, uh, you know, certain material, whatever we're using. So we're using that platform and it's like, it's like 50 cents for like, you know, a couple minute video that I, that I put together and it's, it's pretty cool. Like, yeah. if we, I don't know, we, so far we've done like Halloween with the kids and we've done, uh, that's cool. We've done, uh, my equipment room stuff, like, you know, talking to the, the head uh, trainers like why do guys like their skate sharpened why why do guys get their skates profiled mm-hmm. uh, you know just things like even hockey parents like yeah you know, not every hockey parent grew up playing hockey and they don't right. know these like these are things to me that are like super standard but like if i wasn't taught them like i wouldn't know them and some of these parents are just trying to help their kids and they haven't like had access to hockey at any high level so you know, like when I was growing up, my dad was a goalie. He was like, "Here's a hundred flex hockey stick," and I'm like, "Well, yeah, sure." And like, makes still, sense. Now I still don't do the hundred flex hockey stick. Like, it's still yeah. too, it's still too heavy for me. And I was seven years old using that. So it's just some informative stuff. And um, I've done a like a little contest, like in uh, a little girl one that plays hockey, and so we did a Zoom session with her and her dad, and um, we recorded it. And I think that's on the recast too so all those questions and um you know even if like i was to do the reverse of what we're doing right now you know it's just just yeah just questions and super casual and um yeah just trying to produce what the people want i guess that's a really good point like i think that's a really like again a key benefit of is like you're educating people who may not know anything about it especially like a parent whose kid is like i want to play hockey and like that's a huge benefit for them like that's a huge huge thing to be like i'm getting to know from a professional hockey player and now i know what it means as well so i think that's a huge benefit upside to that um last question before we jump into some free you know stuff because i got maybe one or two i always ask i've I've asked this question literally to everyone um it's you know something i I really enjoy asking um i'm sure there's probably people out there who know you be you being a hockey player probably gonna be like oh it's a fuck ton um so similar to the situation in the movie step brothers um like where brendan and dale go to the go to the playground in that kind of same situation how many you know where they're coming at you how many fifth graders do you think you could fight before they maybe overpower you nine or ten wow i respect that answer really really well because i i you know i would have put you no you know i would probably put you in the 15s but nine or ten is great can you give me a little reasoning behind nine or ten i think you put like two people on one leg, two people on the other leg, two people on this arm, two people on this arm, and like two more people like pin you down. Yeah, that, the math just adds up. No, so yeah, I, that's, so I guess that means Cider could take down like fifteen to twenty. He's still young. He's still learning. You know, he's still learning. 
<laughs> I was okay. gonna say you have that you have that competitive edge where you're a little bit older, you know a little bit more, and then you have your own kids. You have that yeah. little, you have that mindset. You're like, I know I know a little bit about kids about this, but damn, like I respect the shit out of that answer. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you very much for answering that question. Also, yeah. I I also really appreciate how you very much were just like nine or ten, like you 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 were like oh, I I, I kind of saw this coming. Um, so I appreciate that. Last question, or before I jump in mind, Dean or Flynn, did you have any you wanted to ask Adam? What if we put those fifth graders on ice skates? How many do you think you could take down then? Oh, as many as you put out there. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say, that seems like an easy battle. Like now you're just playing on his home field advantage and yeah, yeah, no. that point's over. It's yeah, over at that point. Yeah, that that's going down. Good point, Flynn. Good point. Dean, you got anything? I was I was gonna ask who's pumping the tunes in the locker room and what are you guys listening to? We have a pretty good variety of tunes. Uh Lark's usually runs the tunes. Uh Fabry's out hurt right now. Sometimes they bounce back and forth if we're losing just to change it up. Mm -hmm. Um but we listen to a decent variety of like sometimes I'd say like twenty percent is like rock and like I'd say the other eighty percent is like not necessarily rap, but like somewhere between like rap and mm -hmm. house music, whether it's like loud luxury or okay, you know stuff like that. Awesome. As, as a as a Detroit as a Michigan guy, you know, I, I don't think now that's Chicago. That'd be like Chief Keef, but I don't know, maybe like T Grizzly or something like that. But um, Eminem, uh, what? Eminem, Detroit. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's pretty. That's yeah, bonehead move there. Um. We follow. I'm curious about this. We follow. I know Dean sends a lot, and I'm curious to see. Like, I always find it curious to see. Like, are those just like a group of people who talk like that do that, or if that's like a, a stereotype amongst all hockey players? Uh, do you follow the account Freezer Tarps on um, yeah. Instagram? Okay. Well, do you ever do you, do you have a? I guess well, one question, and then I'll jump into the last one. Do you uh do you like zins? Do you, do you throw do you pop zins in while you're skating or anything like that? Yeah. I've never been a chewer. I get that. I get it. It's hard. I can't imagine like balancing with skating and also trying to play a full game while like. Oh, we guys, guys do between periods and everything. Oh yeah, that's like I can't imagine. I've seen. I think Carlson's played with it. Like it's. it's respect. Good. They got the harder stuff too. Like some of those Europeans, like they order their stuff from Europe. That stuff's from what I hear is. Get you fucking going, light yeah. you up. That's <laughs> what they're called. <laughs> the boys are buzzing. Big Chief. Um, I don't know. I, I was gonna say, if you figure it out, let us know. Uh, lastly, are you mentioned a little bit about your golf game? Are you a stick? Are you out there? You know, putting up like good numbers, or where, where are you What's shooting? I'm like a mid to low eighties guy. I'm a, Respect. You know, that's, yeah. that's pretty impressive. But I will okay. say, we just played on the West Coast trip. We played L.A. Country Club. Which was hosting? They're hosting the U.S. Open, and yeah. they had a PGA tournament the next day, and we played it from like the second, like the one in front of the tips. And I'm not oh, a long, yeah. so we played like like there's no carts or anything. So we played with a caddy, and we played with like one of the members. Like so, we played it like not like rules are rules. Like yeah, pretty far back. I was in. I shot a 95, which I was. Respect happy from like a pga course like i was like that's pretty right. good i've always kind of wondered what i would shoot like if i really played by like the rules mm -hmm. rules like drop it from your knee and like play it exactly how it lies and right put everything out and and we walked and it was like i was happy to break 100 on like pga course and i was happy but yeah we have some sticks in our team like cop shot a 78 uh larks was like 82 damn Piranha was like an 80. Yeah, like those guys, those those three, and Sherratt's a pretty good stick too. Like those guys just bomb the ball. Like, damn. Don't hit the ball that far. They they kill the ball. Like, wow, cop, Copper really showed out, huh? I think, don't quote me on this, but I think I think his brother's like a really good golfer. Like, I'm not oh, sure no. if he's like a pro golfer, maybe, but like, mm. I think he's a really good golfer. Damn. I was about to say, I, I, I feel like, I forget, fuck, I was playing with someone recently out here outside of DC, and they said they, Oh no, he was he might have been it might have been a baseball player or he played in like the capital system, but he was like he's he was just bombing it like down the like fairway. So like basically he played with like three clubs and I feel like that's just gotta be frustrating to play against because you're like, you know, I've got to use my full fucking bag, but here you have like a driver, a wedge. Driver wedge. A yeah, driver wedge and a putter, and it's like, all right, sweet, we can play from here. Yeah, okay. I mean like our, our good <laughs> are like 
hitting 300 plus every time. It's like, Jesus. I'm like, a, I'm a short hitter. I'm like a 230, 240 driver. Like, I don't hit the ball very far. Respect. Respect. I would also get my. Oh, I, find the the I do find the middle of the fairway. I was about to say that's you're you're precise. That's all that matters. Yeah. Also, I would give myself a pat on the back if I shot a nine. I broke a hundred on like a PGA tour yeah. course. Like I would easily just be like, yeah, I'm fucking telling everyone that shit. Oh yeah, like at least now I know. You know, like right, right, right. How I would do, like the greens, dude. Like people oh, say, God. like oh they're fast. Like it was honestly like putting in the parking lot, like. I was like just a tap and fucking flying. It was wild, like insane. That's crazy. Insane. And, and I'm assuming like Kurt, like hit like little little hilly, little lot of curves, breaks. Yeah, it was. Right? It wasn't easy, and it was like California, so it's like so dry. And, like, oh yeah, everything just Balls rolls. Oh, you yeah. have a caddy. We had a caddy, yeah. Okay, did he help out at all? Yeah, but like they're like they're like hit it like sixty percent. I'm like, dude, I don't want sixty percent. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. <laughs> like, I don't know what you mean by that. Tell me what sixty percent is. Yeah, um, um, yeah, sixty percent perfect. Um, that's that's all I really had. Uh, Flynn Dean, before before I let Adam go, do you guys have any last minute remarks or anything you wanted to wish him well on or anything like that? Now we're gonna tune into this uh, Preds Wings game and get some eyes on you. Perfect. You definitely got three new fans for sure. Might, You're definitely... might throw a live bet down. Oh yeah, he's gonna throw. Cool. A down. Preds is one of my teams. I do. I do tend to score against the Preds. Uh, okay. So that's not insider trading, but yeah, we just got it confirmed. We might have to put that bet. We might have to put uh, whatever the odds are, but we're definitely gonna put plus either 0.5 or one and a half for sure. No pressure. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, but no, Adam, you've been awesome, dude. Thank you so much for joining us. I mentioned you're for another pod. Anytime you want to come back on, share yeah. your stuff or do anything, you're welcome to. Uh, if you're ever if if you're ever on the East Coast playing either against the Caps, I'm definitely gonna be looking out for it. Also, if you ever need another golf partner, just let any of us know. But with that, man, thank you so much. You've been a, you've been a great guest, and we wish you the best. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, definitely hit me up on uh, Instagram. Check you guys out and easily. Um. Yeah, happy to come back on whenever you guys want. Awesome, man. Well, with that, we'll we'll let you go. We'll head to the outro, but you've been great, man. Appreciate it. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Take care. Thank you, Adam. You guys. Later.